Hi, I'm Kira. And I'm Sarah. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to Decom Mission. Everybody loves good internet. Yeah, I'm finally in the year 2020 with my internet. Isn't that exciting? Do you want to be in the year 2020 with anything, though? Probably not. (laughs) I'm finally in the year 2019 with my internet. (laughs) I'm in the year 2014. Was that an okay year? I know 2016 was terrible. 2017 2017 was all right. 2014 was great for me. Graduated college. Got a job. Had my own apartment. It was a good year. Turned 21. Wait, what happened to me in 2013? I I turned 21 in 2014. (laughs) (laughs) When's my birthday? I don't know. (laughs) I was a junior in college in 2014, which was a weird... I I was a junior and a senior, so I was like like half and half. And those were weird times. My college years were not the greatest. But But I got to come visit you, and that was fun. You did. That was 2013. That was before I went to London, because we had to drive my car back to wisconsin so that it could stay Which at my parents house was fun for I was us. in london <laughs> it was fun for us we just sang yeah. disney the whole way and the sunset was really, was really pretty we tried to, to find a hotel for <laughs> i, I felt the whole so time because no one knew how to drive stick it was great i really should learn i should tell your your mom or your dad to teach me oh they would teach you an rb I think they. I think uh, they I don't brought have this up. a stick shift car anymore. Oh, never mind. I think they brought it up when your car was still there when you were in Japan. They're yeah. like, you can just take it for a spin and try to learn on your own. I'm like, I don't want to do that to Kira's car. That car is has gone through worse. That car is a trooper. I, no, it hasn't. I don't know why I'm even saying that. My car is fine. It's, <laughs> I haven't done anything to that car. That car, I love it's a my Subaru. car. They're built well. It's They're... a Subaru. It's a brick. It's a. It's a mini SUV. It's nice. My only problem with it is that its console, like where you can play music from and stuff, is garbage. It's so bad. And I tried to get it replaced when I first got it. I was like, this doesn't work correctly. And the guy was like, well, you know, that's not a Subaru-made console. We get it from other people, so it's not going to be the best. You're getting the best car, not the best console. And I looked at him and I was like, I want the best console, too. And he's like, well, I can't help you with that. And I was like, excuse me? Yeah. Are you turning down business? That's so strange. I don't think they could do it. Huh. I don't think there was anything. So I didn't know Subarus didn't make their own like sound system. I, I guess I don't either. know about, much about cars. Maybe mine isn't made by Hyundai either. But it's not the worst. The thing is, it's not like it's a broken console. The problem with it is that when I hook up my Bluetooth to it, it won't show the song. It'll show the first song, and then it won't. Sh- it'll just stay that way. Oh, that would drive me bonkers. It drives me crazy. It drives me absolutely crazy. That's like um. FM and AM radio in my car it doesn't say the song but if it if you do XM yeah then it does and when I hook up Bluetooth it just says MP3 so I mean I guess I understand but at some point because I want to keep my car for a really long time it's a Mm -hmm. nice car it's a 2016 car it's nice at some point for me to want to keep my car even longer I'm going to get a new console for it because it's it's just it's just awful yeah so bad well, it's cheaper than buying a new car, so. Yeah. Also, it has, the only time the audio ever works for it is if I use Pandora, which no one uses. <laughs> and no one even used when I bought it. It was already a That's dying that app. That's it's just Pandora. How yeah. bad. It's so strange. But yeah, it's definitely cheaper than buying a whole new car. And like I said, I don't want to buy a whole new car. This car's been fine. <sighs> anyway. Cars. Anyway. Cars. <laughs> anyway, Let's welcome to Decommission. <laughs> Yeah, welcome. Still Halloween. Uh, and now we're back to Halloween Town with Halloween Town 2. Calabar's, Calabar's Revenge. Revenge. Is it Calabar with a K or a Calabar with a C? We'll never know. Except the movie says K. The movie, the title says K. And all the subtitles say K. But for the character Cal, it's spelled with a C. Despite the fact that I looked at the IMDb page and that is spelled with a K. And isn't it? In the credits of the first one, I thought it said C, too, which we were really confused about. It might have. I actually don't remember. I feel like they, Disney didn't know how they wanted to spell Calabar. Oh, you mean in the, the blurb credits? No, like in the, the, credit credits. the credit credits of the first movie. Oh, I have no I idea. Go back and look. I, I thought I looked at it and I was like, okay, it's a C, but it said a K. Well, I, I should start turning subtitles on, too, because I don't usually have them on on Disney+. Plus. 
I have them on for everything. I don't know why. I have them on my TV, like automatically set to always have subtitles on, but on my computer mm-hmm. I don't. I should turn them on on there. But I don't know why I said I don't know why. I'm pretty sure the reason I have subtitles is because of what we talked about what, however many episodes ago where I, I can't absorb information just by listening. Oh, same. And so. I think you're the one who turned me on to turning on Ooh. the subtitles. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Because ever since I started doing that, when you... I think I watched a movie with you, I'm like, why are the subtitles on? It's and so then I realized better. you can take in what they're saying while you're watching it mm-hmm. and everything just gets absorbed so much more into your head like you oh this have is smart to read them. you don't have yeah. to read the subtitles they're just there if you want i just yeah like, i, I really think my like issue subtitles. at first my issue at first is that i was so focused on reading the subtitles even if i didn't have to that i was missing a lot of like the mm-hmm. cinematography aspect of movies mm-hmm. and it still happens i still glance down at the subtitles a lot but yeah, I just like subtitles. I'm a I'm a pro subtitleser. Uh, so yeah, so this was the second visit to Halloween Town. Not many casting differences. Obviously, the guy who played Calabar is only in a flashback or two, right? Because the guy, it's his son it's in this son. one. It's his son and his dad that he made out of magic. That's Frogs. What was this? Alex? Alex was his Alex. name, I think. Alex yeah, the Golem. He's just Frogman. Frogman. <laughs> so yeah, the kids are all the same. Grandma, Grima, Aggie is the same. Mm-hmm. The mom's the same. She's still terrible. Dylan hit puberty, so he looks like he's uh, Okay, so on my post-it, I wrote in all capitals, the puberty strikes. <laughs> he grew like a foot. It's he crazy. did. He's so That's what big. they should have called this Halloween town, the puberty strikes. I wish. Maybe Halloween Town High is even better because maybe what's her name? Sophie hits puberty Sophie. too. Ah. But she's only like nine, so maybe not. Well, but it, it is, is three years later. Yeah, yeah. As I say, it is three years later. These movies are so far apart from each other. They're not that far apart, but I was expecting them to be a year, maybe two years apart because they were so popular. Right. Hmm. Yeah, I wonder why they did that. But it makes even more sense why Sarah Paxton was, pe- was cast in the fourth one because it was like 10 years later not actually but actually when is return to halloween town because it, ca- it can't be it can't be 10 years if it's every if it's every three years it would be it would be 12, 12 years, years, years maybe? but it's yeah. not 12 years it's not in 2010 sarah paxton was way too famous in 2009 <laughs> 2006 so it was eight years later which means that between ha- halloween town high was in 2004 so there's only a two-year difference between those two, but... Interesting. Hmm. Anyway, we're talking about the second one only today. Yes. Especially since we haven't rewatched the third or fourth, so we don't have a lot to I say. I don't know if I've... I know I've never seen the fourth one. I know I've said this like four times, but I've never seen the fourth one. I might have seen this the third one. I think I might have seen the third one once. I think I've seen the fourth one at least once. Because Laura and I have the DVD pack, and I think it has all four in them. Mm. But we usually just watch the first one sometimes the second one and then not usually the third or fourth one apparently the only people who come back for the fourth one are debbie reynolds the mom and the brother not even sophie huh not even sophie Weird. i don't even think sophie is in the fourth one because at that point she's in like high school and stuff she's busy yeah. also okay i'm just gonna say this now i know i said it when we watched the first one but it's even more evident in this movie marnie is a garbage witch Sophie Compa- is God. To Sophie. Sophie is the best witch, and the movies should be about her. The movies should be about Sophie. Either the movies need to be about Sophie, or they needed to have reworked Marnie to actually either make it a point that she's not that strong, or make her stronger. Because right now yeah. she seems kind of crap. I was surprised that they didn't have Sophie in this movie as much. She stayed home. She didn't even go to Halloween Town. No, it was a bummer. Like, how come she doesn't get to go? I kind of wish that... I, I, I get the plot relevance of Sophie needed to be in her hometown for the sake of being the witch there for what's happening there versus in Halloween Town. But she is so strong that if right. if she had been told what the problem was, she would have fixed it immediately. She would have been yeah. like, oh, okay. Done. And maybe we wouldn't have had the ending we had. <laughs> so that's what I was going to say. The, I I liked this movie. I thought it was fun. The ending makes it a lot harder for me to give it a grade. Uh, yeah, I was debating this before we recorded. I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't even know. Because I feel like there's some aspects of it 
like we said, the costuming, it's really fun. The costuming the plot is ideas really loads fun. better. The direction mm-hmm. is better. The acting is better. Kimberly J. Brown doesn't say Grima. Yeah. I mean, I think I still, I mean, the nostalgia thing still hits me with the first one a lot more than this one does. Mm-hmm. But I realize that there's a lot of aspects of this movie that are done better. And yeah. that could be given it was three years later. It could be just. The effects are substantially better for the most part. Yeah. There's still a terrible broom sequence. But for the most part. <laughs> Gotta keep the green screen broom sequence. <laughs> the gate appearing, the doors appearing, some of the other magical aspects look fantastic. Oh, Gort, when he goes in between being black and white and being full color. So fun. Really well done. The guy who played mm-hmm. Gort. Okay, Gort is the best Halloween Town character ever. He's oh, the best. by far. We Hands love Gort. Down. Gort. So I was gonna say this. Gort is uh the like tra- trash man basically, where all lost items go to his house and he just has them forever. Which is a really cool idea. It's such oh, a cool idea. The- yeah. Gort is a cool idea. He was really well performed. He was well designed, well written. So a lot of fun. Really loved Gort. And I realized I was thinking about it earlier, and I realized that part of the problem of Halloween Town One for me was that we didn't really get to know any of the Halloween Town people, the citizens. This mm-hmm. one they actually showed us specific citizens. There was Astrid, Gort. There was Benny as a human, which was weird, and I was kind of bummed about. But whatever. We got yeah. more time with Luke, which was exciting because yeah. the, the kid who played Luke is really good. I think we see a lot. I think we'll see more of him in Halloween Town High too, if I remember. I'm correctly. guessing he's the love interest in Halloween Town. Probably. High. I guess <laughs> my guess for Halloween Town High is that there's a fake love interest, like in this one, but but even more so. And then it turns out that Luke's been there the whole time. <laughs> and then they're gonna kiss because they always do. <laughs> yeah. But anyway. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's do the blurb because I realized as I was talking about Gort, oh, I was like, we yeah, should we probably talk about yeah. what this movie is about. Wait, hold on a second. Halloween Town High is rated G. What? Yeah, Halloween Town so High mo- is rated that G. That's why really it's mellow. garbage because it's a rated G movie. We don't want that. Does that mean it's all going to be set not in Halloween Town? It's not going to be spooky. I wonder. IMDb in the trivia it said that the Halloween Town Two is the darkest of the quadrilogy, and it's like which is funny. This is not even dark, dark at but all. I guess when I don't know if that's a spoiler when her mom is a like the witch character i mean that can be a little scary it's not really a spoiler because it's in it's in the it's in the blurb when when the the costume people who are costumed as monsters get turned into the monsters that's a little creepy but it's not dark it's done right it's very goosebumps-esque like it's straight up it straight up rips off goosebumps i'm not even gonna yeah. say that i never suddenly. even thought about that but oh yeah, it's a straight right. rip but not in a not in a bad way because goosebumps is great and there's a reason why goosebumps was so popular even the tv show I want to rewatch that TV show. It's terrible. Okay, so <laughs> Halloween Town 2, Calabar's Revenge, rated PG from 2001. It's an hour and 21 minutes. Again, it's kind of short. It's fantasy and action adventure. No coming of age here, my friends. Nope, they're, they age. have already come of age. <laughs> so weird. Grandmother Aggie sweeps Marty and so... Excuse me? Sorry, I'm going to start that again because this is flat out wrong. Grandmother Aggie sweeps Marnie and Sophie. Wait, what? Sophie does not come with. That's crazy. I think even when you read that at first, I was like, oh, so only Marnie and Sophie are going to go back. And we're like, oh, yeah. But yeah. I'm so upset. I'm just, I'm flabbergasted. Sophie didn't go back. Sophie doesn't go to Halloween Town. What a lie. Oh, anyway. We need to call out Disney for their subtitles and their blurbs. Grandmother Aggie sweeps Marnie and Sophie. No. Grandmother Aggie sweeps Marnie only. Sweeps? As in, takes a broom. That's great, though. Like, the thing is, some of their wording is fun, but their information is wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, Life's a Just Beach was terrible. Just say Sweeps Marnie. Yeah. Not Sweeps Marnie I was going to say Ma- Marnie only. Okay. <laughs> she Sweeps Marty only. Marnie only. Grandmother Aggie sweeps Marnie only off to Halloween Town to investigate a series of strange occurrences that seem to have stripped the community of its magic. But Why? It isn't long before they discover that an angry warlock has taken Aggie's spellbook with evil intentions to turn every human into whatever costume they are wearing at midnight on Halloween. It's not every human. It's all the humans at one singular party. Yeah, and only the ones that are dressed... As monsters. Like, less human. Yeah. 
things, I guess. There are people dressed as like cheerleaders and angels and they just stayed humans yeah. and they were the ones freaking out and getting attacked. Well, not Anything attacked, that anyone chased, I guess. turned into something grotesque or quote unquote evil. Because one girl gets turned into a vampire and then there's a bunch of monsters and stuff. And they look great. Mm-hmm. They look great. They're really fun. It's a weird thing. So let's do our our description of what happens in this movie. So the beginning of this movie, for whatever reason, the Piper family is holding this town-wide Halloween party where all the kids in the town are for some reason at their party, which is really weird and never explained. Because in the first film, she, the mom hated Halloween and they couldn't have any parties. And now they have to make up for it by having everyone in the neighborhood come over. So weird. And at this party, Marnie meets Cal and his dad. Alex and Alex is supposed to stay there and flirt with the mom and then Marty just takes Cal on a tour of the house and shows yeah. him her bedroom because he's like show me give me a tour and then she's like oh, okay let's go see the bedroom so yeah she takes him on a tour of her room and then he's like why is your room so boring and she's like well my mom likes the ordinary so my room is ordinary and it's like what and apparently they moved because she was saying that she got to have her own room the room thing was so unnecessary yeah it was such a weird i was wondering if we missed something like is there a reason that they moved because they because the grandma moved in but grandma's room was a secret room that was magical speaking of the grandma moving in i think it i think it i don't believe that aggie would have left halloween town I know that it was at the end of the last movie that, that that the mom was like, come live with us, blah, blah, blah. But it was like, why is she leaving Halloween Town? She loves Halloween Town. It's it's her whole life. Mm-hmm. It, it was just because really weird. Because kids are now her whole life. I guess. One of, her ki- <laughs> one of those kids is like 16. Yeah. So they get to the secret room while Marnie makes the door appear. And of course. Yeah. So the grandma's Cal's room like, is like the secret door. And then. He's like, wow, this is amazing. Oh, my God. And then she's like, my grandma likes weird stuff. And then he steals her spell book because, of course, he does. And then they have to go on a wild goose chase, Marnie and Aggie, to Halloween Town trying to figure out, trying to find the other spell book she has that matches the one that Cal stole identically. But she doesn't have it. So then they have to go to Gort. And Gort has turned into this black and white character that all the other town members have turned into where they don't have any personality and they don't have any magic and they're boring. Even though Gort was so funny. So like, sorting his sort socks. My socks. <laughs> and while they're there, Aggie turns into the black and, black and white version and she gets boring. But then she magically gives Marnie and uh, Luke, who has come with them, a, a time travel spell. And so they're able to travel back into the past to when Gort was regular Gort to try and find this book that Aggie lost. And then Gort tells them that he sold it to Calabar. So Cal has both Years books. ago. Yeah. <laughs> so he stole the book years ago. Like hundreds of years ago. Which, okay. So I just thought of this at this exact moment. That was supposed I to take place. I saw something ticking. I'm like, what did you just think of? <laughs> that That scene was supposed to take place 400 years in the past. Because that's what Sophie and Dylan and the mom discover when they try and call her. and On their awesome phones. On their awesome phones that I'm going to talk about later. Yes. But they say that the phone goes, you know, we can't reach this number because it's 400 years in the past or something. And Gord says that he sold it to Calabar 50 years in the the past before that. Which means that... 450 years ago. 450 years ago. But the mom and Calabar were supposed to be in high school together. How old is this mom? That's a good question. Especially she's living in the mortal world now. Yeah. My guess is that maybe witches age a little bit more regularly in the mortal world. So maybe she stayed young until she moved to the mortal world and now she's... That's really confusing. I need like a timeline. See, I need a visual timeline for my visual learning. The timeline of these movies is a little messy. So anyway, so then they have to get back to, they they somehow are able to figure out that the way to, (laughs) the way to reverse this spell (laughs) is to say one word, one word backwards, which is uh, a part. And so they're able to say a part and trappa and that'll switch them back and forth. And it's so But you're expecting some like elegant spell, but nope, it's just trappa and a part. And she does say trappa as trappa. 
And I'm just like, my God. Uh, so then the way that they're able to get back to the future or back back to the present time is Gort has this timeline in his closet that some <laughs> wizard left. And so they're able to like fly their broom into a black hole and get back to the present. And then More they're able green to fix everything. <laughs> and then the end of this movie is just a mosh pile of deus ex machinas. Like everything is able to fix itself so easily and so quickly. And it's just a mess. Yeah. It kind of just takes away from the it was whole really experience leading up to that. there. You're like, oh, I wonder how this is going to end. And then it all just like magically works itself out in the end yeah which i know it's magic but it was like there was no nuance to it it was just marnie says the word marnie is able to take the book back from calabar because she's good and he's evil like there's a scene where marnie is trying to get the book back from him and he has all these like evil vines around the book and she just reaches her gold hand her shining gold hand and grabs the book from him and that's it yeah so during the movie they have the door with the countdown it's like you have this much time to get back so at the very end, they're out of time. So she's trying to like keep the door open, but it closes. She's like, we're not going to get back to the mortal world. And then she just magically makes this portal and is able to go back. So it's like, why did they even have the door counting down in the first place? Yeah, well, I, mean, I it forgot. Was a fun That's idea the most egregious. Yeah, I mean, it was a fun idea. But then just having a magical portal at the end that they could have used the whole time. It's just like, <sighs> oh, so there's a whole idea. And I almost wrote this down as a moral, but it's not, I don't. I don't know if I want to use it as a moral, but there's like, there it, it, they almost want you to think like sometimes you have to break the rules, and it's just like that's a terrible moral for this movie because they're not breaking the rules; they're literally creating a new set of rules out of nothing. Yeah, because this this portal is only supposed to be open until midnight on Halloween, from like midnight to midnight, and they're just able to use it whenever now because they decided they wanted to. That's mm-hmm. not breaking the rules. That's it's making up your complete own set of rules like you said yeah, yeah. it just drives me it drove me crazy because it, it, i really i was really enjoying this movie up to, up to, up until about the point when we learned that the way to reverse it was by saying trappa yeah it makes it really hard like you said before for grading it and yeah it, it drops it a like, lot yeah it drops it a lot because it was it was a lot of fun before that like okay so i'll talk about these now then so the the phones that we were talking about before oh, were called headphones, headphones and, and they were skulls. tiny heads. They were tiny skulls, and they would move. Well, actually, only one of them moved. I don't know I don't if you think noticed. I caught that. No, I don't think I noticed that. Only maybe only it happened them? like one time. It was only the the phone that Sophie had. It would move its mouth when Marnie talked. You would think it would be the one in Halloween Town moved because they're in Halloween Town. Yeah, I don't know why that one was the only one that moved. It was weird, but either way, they were so fun. They were they were. Great, a great practical effect. They were campy. It was wonderful. And someone needs to make them so we can buy and them. And I want real versions of them. Thanks. I, Sarah and I want them where it's like if someone touches them, the other one will light up, like his like eyes will light up lamps. or something. Yeah. So if anyone ever listens to this and wants to send us those, we would love. Please you. do. We uh, we would give you our uh, address in an email. <laughs> <laughs> Don't just send it somewhere. Just let us know. Okay. Let's talk about the moral first. Okay. Because that one, the test of time one is going to be, I don't, I don't want to say it's going to be easier, but it's a little more, with these, with, with sequel movies and their times, I just feel like the test of time is a little more straightforward. Mm-hmm. But the moral in this one, I have three, and I didn't put a star next to the one that I hope you had a good one for this because I was kind of struggling, especially with how it ended. I'm like, what are they trying to do for their moral on this one? But I have I have three things written down as well. I just don't think I have it. I have one that I think is the accidental true moral, which is don't be so trusting. Yeah. Because she trusts Cal. She trusts her grandmother that she has that book and she doesn't. She trusts Mom trusts Gort. Frogman Alex. Mom trusts, trusts Frogman. And didn't trust her kids. Yeah, d- never so disappointing. Kids, ever. She didn't learn anything from the first movie. We should rescind our moral. <laughs> yeah, if that's our moral, we're trying to prove it's a zero. <laughs> I don't think, but I, I don't think that's what they were going for. I think that just, with everything that happened, was there. And I couldn't get that out of my mind. Yeah. My other two, my this one I don't think is the true one either, which I have one man's junk is another man's treasure. I like that one, though. 
That's very Gort-esque. It's very Gort-esque, but it doesn't, it only applies to Gort. (laughs) Going along with that, I had as like, I'd kind of joke when I'm like, keep track of your prized possessions. Like, don't lose your most important things. Honestly, yeah. Be careful. Not be careful what you wish for, but. And then my one that I have that I think is the one that I'm going to stick to because I And I don't think it's great, and I do think the ranking for the moral of this movie will be low, but I think the one that I think is true is where there's a will, there's a way. Oh, yeah, because they willed it at the end and it worked out their way. Yeah, honestly, I think it's a bad moral to have for this movie. Yeah. And I think that going for that was bad. Yeah, that's kind of what I was trying to... I have written down, like, everything will work out if you just believe it will, which is kind of mm. along the same lines. Yeah. I even have a quote. I'm like, to quote Josh Groban, you'll have everything you need if you just believe. <laughs> the best Christmas song. I hate the Polar Express movie. I think it's terrifying. And I think motion capture animation is only good when it's used sparingly. Like when I haven't it's used, seen that movie in a while, but... It's so scary. I it remember the It is one of the, the scariest movies. Those children look like zombies. Their eyes are dead and their movements are so weird. I hate that movie. It drives me crazy. It's so scary. That should be a Halloween movie, huh? Honestly. But it's also in the realm of Uncanny Valley where like they look pretty human, but not enough. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I love that song. It's one of my go-to Christmas songs because it makes me feel like Christmas songs. A lot of Christmas songs, like they just like give me a song. Uh, give me a song. They just give me a feeling like in my gut and I'm just yep. like, I feel good. Yep. That's why I sometimes listen to Christmas music in the middle of summer because I just, I can't it makes do that. me feel good. I don't I can like do it for that. like It ma- makes me feel like I'm lying to myself. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Or I just start listening to Christmas music in like early November. I'm one of those people too. But I feel like the whole, like it's either Halloween or it's Christmas at the end of the year. It's just what it is. I try really hard not to listen to stuff until after Thanksgiving. So I think I mentioned this before but christmas is my favorite holiday and i'm as i've mentioned jewish so i like to say that i celebrate what i call commercial christmas where there's no jesus Mm -hmm. there's a tree some presents and santa yeah everything that has been created (laughs) for commercial christmas and i also celebrate hanukkah so it's like this weird amalgamation of holiday commercial nonsense i'm right there with you i mean i grew up Catholic, but I am now atheist, so I'm completely with you on commercial Christmas. And... I love commercial Christmas. Yes. It's good for the economy. <laughs> so Christmas movies, Christmas music make me feel really happy because it reminds me of times with my family. And when I was in Japan, I was there from October to October October to November. And the first fall the first winter that I was there, it was a Christmas time and I listened to Believe because I was listening to a Christmas playlist and I was like trying to feel happy. But it, I was realizing that my family wasn't there, so I was, I was, I was upset, and I listened to Believe, and I started bawling. Oh, I was that... so sad. It was also that December of twenty eighteen was a rough month, but it's fine now. Yeah. But I love Christmas. Um, I'm kind of sad there aren't more Christmas decoms, but I'm also not because it's such a secular holiday in general that I'm worried that they would toe the line. Yeah. I wish they were more winter movies. Yeah, that would be fun. I I need to do more research, but I really don't think there are that many winter movies. Because if there were, like, wintertime movies where you see snowmen and snow and all that stuff, that'd be different. Then it's, like, wintertime, which I just also really like wintertime. Why I moved to L.A., don't ask me. But, (laughs) I mean, I grew up in Wisconsin where winter is uh, three quarters of the year. Gosh, it's already here. September. <laughs> it got down to 39 degrees the other night. Yeah. And my old house used to have a big hill in the front and we would go sledding down it like all the time. And kids from the neighborhood would come over and ask us if we could sled on the hill. Like ask my family. That hill was terrifying to go down in the driveway too. Oh, that hill was terrible to drive Remember on. It? I think we were having a, a party at your house at Christmas time one time and one of your friends' car went right into the ditch. Ever since then... I always had to go, like, I couldn't back out of your driveway anymore. Yeah. I was terrified. I'm like, I'm going to yeah. end up in a ditch. So, <laughs> so this driveway on either, so it was a driveway that was like its own, it was its own little ramp. And then on either side of it was like this rock, it was like rock siding. And then it was grass. And you had to be very careful. Usually, luckily the top of my driveway was a big 
round area and you could turn around in it. But if there were a bunch of cars parked in there, But if there were cars there, you had to back down. And this was before the age of rear view cameras. So one of my friends tried to back down and got caught in the rocks. And I actually don't even remember how he got out. But it was also really icy that day. I remember that. Yeah. Because I was going to back out after him and then... I saw him go down in the ditch, so I think I, I came up to your house, and I was like, Tom, <laughs> he's in the ditch, he needs help. I can't remember how you got him out either, but... My dad, I think, he either drove his car out, because my dad's very good with cars, or he somehow pulled him out with his car. Yeah. Anyway, that, that explains how, how terrifying of a hill Kira had in front of her house. Yeah, now my parents' house have this big, long, flat driveway that's too thin but they're getting it redone so now it'll be a regular sized driveway oh that's good but i missed that house the house was nice my parents hated that house but i liked that house because it had my old house my old house my new house does have this too my parents new house not my own um it had this wonderful basement area where we had like a a hangout basement with like a den set up we had we had like our video games and our tv like a big old old original plasma tv that was the worst tv ever it was so cumbersome and so awful and it had terrible quality and it's great <laughs> we had so many movie nights down there though the time i brought so over many. all my disney vh you're like sarah just bring over all your disney movies and i said okay and i had and then you bags full of, of vhs tapes bags <laughs> like you asked bags you asked for bags. the bags we had so many game nights down there I had so many sleepovers down there. I had birthday parties down there. Our and nerd and pirate face painting party that's where was where those are from. <laughs> My mom's sewing room was down there. There was a guest bedroom. There was a bathroom. So you didn't have to leave to go to the bathroom. I hate that bathroom, though. That's that's like the one thing from that house that I'm like, yeah, that's fine. Because that bathroom had daddy long legs in it all the time. I remember that. Not even just I don't bathroom. think I saw the them bath- as often, tub. but I remember you. Yeah. The bathtub, there was a huge, like, jacuzzi bathtub down there that the people both... I oh, know my parents did add that because they fixed the bath, the, ba- the the basement. It was a huge jacuzzi bathtub that had, like, it would have, like, water jets and you could, like, turn on a bubble bath. And I would never use it because yeah. it was full of daddy long legs. I think that one time, time I stayed down there, your mom was like, oh, you could take a bath in the jacuzzi. And I was like, uh, I think Kira's told me about all the spiders, so probably not. That was before... That was before our first trip to... That was 2012 Disney, I think. I stayed down there the night before we left. It's not like they were full of Daddy Long Legs. It's just like every once in a while they were Daddy Long Legs. And it, it's... I don't know why. It was awful. It's not as bad... My mom's house has house centipedes all oh. the time in the winter. Yeah. Or maybe... It, is it summer or winter? It's been so long since I lived at her house. I can't even remember. But they're always there and it's disgusting. I don't like bugs. I don't... It's not like I'm afraid of spiders... I'm, I hate earwigs. Earwigs actually Ugh. freak me out because I imagine them going into my ear. But when they're in the bathroom, I don't like it. The bathroom is a vulnerable place. <laughs> the bathroom and the bedroom. Like, if they're in the bed, yeah. I'm going to... Whenever I'd stay at my mom's house, I always have to check, like, the sheets underneath and make sure there aren't spiders or centipedes Ugh. crawling around. Ew. Like, usually I don't mind bugs. If they're in the house, I just put them on a little paper towel and I take them outside and everything's yeah. great. But there's sometimes I just... When I lived in Chicago in my first apartment, it was a nice little apartment. It was a great little quad building and it was a great location and a terrible kitchen. But the worst part was in my bedroom, there was a huge ant problem. And it wasn't from me. It wasn't from anything that I did. It was because of its location. And I had to get an exterminator to come twice. And my poor cat, I have this huge vivid memory of the ants going from the outside wall of my my bedroom like under the window through to my cat's food on the other oh. side of the room it was horrifying i think was i remember so you scary. telling me this this was your first floor apartment right it was my first floor apartment yeah, yeah and that's part of the problem the other problem with that i mean that room just had a bunch of bug problems all the like a bunch of mosquitoes would come in through my air conditioner Ooh, awful yeah it was horrible Gross. that apartment was great and terrible it was one of the best landlords i've ever had like i told him there was a bug problem he's like i'm sending an exterminator today and i was like cool thanks and then we moved and our next landlord was the worst landlord i've ever had your next apartment was a really cute little apartment well it wasn't even little. Uh, it It was was a a good size it was it was a good size apartment that had just been it had just been uh renovated but it was renovated so shoddily yeah like everything was just a veneer the stairs were terrifying especially yeah i'm assuming for moving I imagine was, that would have been We awful. used the stairs in the back. 
because the oh, stairs in the back were a lot wider. I think I remember. Yeah. I'm like, how would you get any sort of furniture up these narrow stairs? So my old apartment I shared with my my roommate and then my roommate for my first apartment and then Ethan. And it was a three bedroom apartment, kind of. There were two bedrooms and then this big room at the back that was not a bedroom. It's It was like a second. It was like an office or a a living room or something because it had a door going to the outside and it didn't have a real closet. It just had these two tiny broom closets. It was a really weirdly designed design department mm-hmm. and it had just been renovated and the kitchen was so nice except the sink stopped working after a while. The dishwasher stopped working after a while. The washer and dryer never worked. They would wash it but then it wouldn't get clean and then the dryer flat out didn't work and then in the there was a sunroom which is like cool there's a sunroom it was never renovated he said he said we were moving in on the first and he was like oh it'll be done by the 15th uh never happened we called him he did not have a you could not text him you could not email him you could only leave a message with his his answering service (laughs) and i came home from work one day i came home from work like two hours earlier than everyone else and there was a guy in our sunroom just a guy in there doing stuff on the on the carpet and i i texted my roommate and ethan and i was like excuse me why is this person just in our apartment i was like yeah, scared i had no give idea you at least like 24 hours before he hadn't even responded to us he hadn't even responded to us saying that we that he understood and that someone was going to come he had never told us anything and we called him and we're like you have to tell us if someone is going to come into our apartment mm-hmm. that's part of our lease agreement you have to do that and he flat out never started he never did it and one time there was a either a rainstorm it might have been a hailstorm but erica and i were standing in the sunroom sunroom which finally had its carpets redone but never got its windows redone and we were standing there and one of the windows shattered in front of us and we told him and we were like we were standing in the sunroom talking having a conversation around the dining table and a window shattered and he was like you broke a window and i was like no the window (laughs) shattered and we we talked to him and he's like well you know there's no way to prove that it that you guys didn't break it it's like it's gonna be from the outside Anyone who would look at this would say, would see that it was if broken the glass from the outside. In, yeah. Yeah. The glass went inside. There's no glass outside. Just call us pro investigators. We can figure this yeah. one out. And he was like, okay, okay. And he never fixed the window. Well, that guy came in and put some tarp I think, over it. Yeah. I think I came to visit you after the tarp was put over. And I remember yeah. you saying, oh, yeah, window broke, but no one ever fixed it. And the AC and the heating never worked. It was it was awful. And that 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 apartment was... Cheap for a reason, we found out. Because it was like, this isn't our budget. This should not be in our budget. Yeah. But anyway. Anyway, Halloween Town (laughs) 2. I just feel bad because there there was like a a small family that moved into that apartment after. Yeah, like a family that was like, had a a small child and then were pregnant with another one. And I wanted to warn them. If I had known, I would be like, don't move into this apartment with kids. Yeah. Nothing works. Landlord sucks. Yeah, also that. But it was a great location. Anyway, back to Halloween Town (laughs) 2. So, okay. Back to morals. Do you have Let any other if morals? I had. I had. <laughs> if anyone remembers where we were. Oh, I think the only one I had written down was things don't always go as planned because I feel like that's what actually came out of this movie. Is, <laughs> But that's definitely not what they're I know I feel that's, like not that's what also they're not trying. a moral. No, it's not that that wasn't what they were trying. I just feel like there's no moral in that. There isn't, I feel like it's but like, I also. Things don't go as planned, I... but. <laughs> there needs to be like, things don't go as planned, so do this. But it works out in the end, even though yeah. you didn't do anything that's where i had trouble is they didn't really have to they didn't do anything, do anything. they just kind of went oh okay here it is so are we doing it when there's a will there's a way do you think yeah that's the one okay that's but, yeah. the one um i i don't know it's not gonna it, it's not gonna get a high ranking for me let me tell you <laughs> it's better than dad napped for me Let's so see. i would say we get something higher than a three i was thinking in my head like a four surround you lucky dog and the sweet life movie moral because it's like the moral is there it's not good it's not super clear but it's not just either not there really bad not done at all yeah Let's yeah, I'm, see. I have I'm gonna do a four. Sweet life at a five, and you lucky dog at a four. I might go right in the middle and say four point five between the yeah, two. Yeah, I of think them. that makes sense. I'm bummed. I think if this, I think if this movie had had a clearer moral, not only would the ending have been better, but it the movie itself would have been better. This would have been a very good movie. 
Because I think, I've mentioned this, I think, already, but I think the plot of this movie is better than Halloween Town 1. I love the idea of, also because I don't like exposition, as we've talked about, but mm-hmm. I love the idea of people being turned into the costume that they're wearing. Yeah. That's a cool idea. It's but a it's fun idea. But it's slept on. They don't do it until the end. Yeah. And then it's only done for like four minutes. So yeah, I think a f- I think a four and a four or five makes sense. Yep. 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 All right, test of time. Time. This one's gonna be weird to rank just against its first one, though. Just because yeah. I mean, that one does have a more lasting quality. I was gonna say it's hard because obviously we all know I watched the first one way more. I think it has. I don't know. For me, it has more of the charm. I don't know if it's because they were all younger in that one or if it's just because I watched it all the time. No, I it does. I would say that it has a little more charm to it, be, but that also might just be because of what it is, because it's the movie that started it's it. The first I think one. I think that's the charm is that it's the first one. So it's 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 like the bud of everything. Right. But then this one, like you said, it's three years later. It has some more updated it looks effects. Better. But yeah. then at the same time as that, they have some like the costume where was it yeah dylan he had a sombrero oh, I forgot about so they that. had some bad cultural things tied into that oh was... there was also someone who was a native american yeah. yeah so then there's stuff like that where i'm like well then it's not so great because the first one didn't have stuff like that in it i it's think really i hard. think i think just for my own mental comfort i guess <laughs> i might just rank it exactly the same i was I d- I was thinking I think the same thing. I, I had a seven written down, and that's what I had for my first one. I'm like, there's pluses and minuses from the first one where it kind of just yeah. equals out to the I think the they equal one. out. Yeah, yeah, I think they genuinely equal out. I think a five fight is fine. I don't I don't remember if there were any actual, like, snafus from the first one because I've more or less wiped that one from my memory already. That's not to say it's because it's Halloween Town 1. Um, I don't remember things from, like, any of these movies now. <laughs> They're all just my brain blank. is just kind of like it's too full it's too full throw it too many decoms <laughs> yeah i mean and this one still i mean i feel like a lot of people still watch it in the halloween town series yes over time. i think it still think... has it still has that that aspect to it of holding up yeah so that's why i wouldn't want to i don't think i would want to rank it any lower exactly than halloween town one that's why yep we're doing exactly the same as we did for the first one nice 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 Let's just, let's do the ranking. I have, I only have two post-its again for this one, and we've talked about a good chunk of my post-its. Okay. So, I'm waffling. I did like watching this one better than Halloween Town 1, but the ending is so bad that I think I'm going to do exactly what I did for the test of time and just keep it the same. (laughs) I was thinking of that too, but I think there's still that little bit of me that wants to put it just like a little bit lower than the first one. And you're allowed to. Yeah. yeah. So I think, well, I had written a B plus and I have the first one at an A minus. I think that's fair. Yep. That's what I was expecting you to do, honestly. Which when we were watching this movie, I was thinking, am I going to rate this one higher than the first one? Am I going to do it? And then it got to the end. And then it, it got to the end, I'm like, ending. no, can't do it, no. If it did not have that ending, it would be substantially better than the first one, except for the cultural problems. But if it had a if it had a clean ending where we learned that she had to actually find the reason or the way to fix everything, and then we went back to the mortal world, and it wasn't just Marnie grabbing the book out of his hand, it was actually something. Because... The trap thing as a whole is annoying, but that that day of sex mocking of her being able to grab the book was the worst. Yeah. That was unforgivable. <laughs> I would and I would I don't think I would rank it like an A or anything at that point, but it would it would be a higher B yeah. for sure. It would be like a solid B plus movie. Right. Which is what I did. But I'm also comparing it to the first one, which I gave an A minus. Yeah. The Halloween Town series is near. I don't think a B plus is bad. (laughs) I don't think a B plus. I don't think a B plus. Not bad. I don't think a B plus is necessarily unfair for this movie. Yeah, unfair is not the correct word, but my brain is functioning at like two quarters speed. (laughs) So, a two quarter speed. That's half. That's half. That's half. (laughs) Solid evidence right there, folks. (laughs) 
my lord oh my god uh anyway anyway let's go through the post-its okay first of all they had a recap they had a recap of the first oh that recap was weird it was it's nice because back in yeah late 90s early 2000s there wasn't I don't, well, maybe it was out on, like, VHS tape, but unless you watched that movie right before yeah. this one, you can't just... But there was no, there was no artistic quality to the recap. Yeah. It was just a bunch of they could have done it screenshots better, but it's, from the last yeah, one. It's nice that they had the idea to do a recap for people who hadn't seen the first one in a while, or maybe hadn't seen it at all. Yeah. But yeah, it was, it was not done well. So at one point in the beginning... Marnie is using like an IM service, an instant, an instant messaging program. Oh my god, I can't speak. An instant messaging program, and all of her, she's saying all of her words out loud. She's going like, "Oh my gosh, this party's so fun! You should be here." And then there's like an a, a voice that goes, "I'm sorry, I couldn't make it, Marnie." <laughs> and it's like, no IM service did that. Yeah. Speaking as someone who illegally used AIM, not illegally, my parents really didn't want me to use AOL Instant Messenger. My mom was kind of afraid of the internet for a really long time. Yeah, it makes sense from some of the stories you hear, but I, yeah, I never had MySpace or AOL. I had Yahoo I Instant am. Messenger when I was a little older. So Ethan always says that he's afraid. he was afraid of the internet as a kid, which I think is really funny because oh. I was fascinated by the internet as a kid. Like, I loved Neopets and stuff, and so I was always on the internet. And also, my dad was always on the internet, because he was always playing, like, World of Warcraft. So I was fascinated by it. But I was never allowed to use AIM, and I was never allowed to use MySpace and all this stuff. And I don't know how my parents didn't figure out that I had AIM. Oh, I remember. I used to install AIM and then uninstall it every, every single time. time. Oh every time. Gosh. And then I would clear I would clear the browser data history for MySpace. You're so smart back in the day. Wow, Amy, if you're if you're listening to this episode, she's not. She's not she knows this. She'll never know. She knows this. I have a very vivid memory and I don't know if she remembers this of being like 10 years old and doing something bad whatever it was. And my mom going or my parents not even just my mom, my parents going, "Well, you can't play Neopets for a week. Maybe it was a month." And I just remember this vivid memory of me screaming, crying oh. and stomping <laughs> up the stairs because me Neopets was my life. I had like three friends. So, yeah, that was me with Sims. If someone took Sims away from me, I would have had the same reaction. Yeah. Man, I could play Sims and lose track of time completely. It would be like one in the morning and I'd been playing for like seven hours and it felt like <laughs> I was only playing for half an hour. I'm like, where did the time go? Where did it all go? <laughs> yeah, I was able to get a Facebook when I was 14. Once I got into high school, my parents were like, you can do what yeah. you want. And they always like said, like once you turn... They they'd always said once you once you get into high school you can you can start doing these but not until you get into high school yeah. and then when I got into high school aim had died aim, yeah. aim was gone yep. so it's like I I was always really glad that I was able to, like I look back and I'm not, I'm not mad I'm not I'm MySpace I'm kind of I'm like eh. but MySpace also died yep so like I'm looking this is actually the first time I've thought about this. But looking back, I'm glad that I broke the rules and I I used those services because I was able to experience them and they were great. Yeah. Like, MySpace was so fun and AIM was so fun because it was instant <laughs> messaging and that was brand new. And you can leave these uh, away messages that you could personalize and use, like, HTML. Thanks, Neopets has taught me how to use HTML. Like, I knew how to use HTML as a kid because of Neopets and AIM. Thanks, Man, I was coding. missing out. I don't know if I just, like, didn't realize... I could use those things? Like, did I just not know about AOL? I feel like I was just too sheltered to know anything about the internet. So I was taught about AIM from my friends in the youth orchestra, because when I was in fifth through eighth grade, I was in the Wisconsin Youth Symphony Orchestra playing violin and cello, because I'm cool. (laughs) And then when I was in elementary school and middle school, I had a friend who showed me Neopets. We would just be on Neopets whenever she came over. Which I don't think my mom likes because my mom doesn't like technology. She wants to be Laurel Ingnor Ingles Wilder <laughs> and live on the prairie and I was sew some quilts. I was impressed she started a YouTube channel. Like my Playing mom would never. Piano. I know, but my mom would never be able to figure out how to take a video, oh, upload it to YouTube. Excuse me. Do you upload me. it to? Do you do no, it? No, I taught her everything. Oh, you she taught had her. To call me on Zoom, and I had to screen share everything for her. Oh, you know? I, I thought okay, she completely mom, figured it out this by herself. Button. <laughs> no, absolutely not. I love my mother. I love her dearly, and she will admit this 
wholeheartedly. She knows nothing about technology at all. She she's figured out a lot of things and she's an incredibly, incredibly intelligent person. I always say that my mom is one of the smartest people I know, but she's also a dummy. And I say that because another one of the most intelligent people I know is Ethan and he's also a dummy where it's just kind of like where (laughs) what I mean by a dummy is that my mom and Ethan, they just, they're so intelligent that sometimes their intelligence just decides to take a vacation and they'll just kind of space out. Oh, I have those moments all the time. I just, I have those spacey moments a lot. Yeah. I understand. I say I say the word dummy in the most endearing way possible. So if I ever call someone a dummy, it means that I am like, aren't you precious? <laughs> uh, anyway. Anyway. Oh, her crystal ball TV. Aggie's crystal ball TV where she oh, can yeah. like, watch what's happening in Halloween Town. Or, like reality a TV. Creepy. <laughs> yeah. It was creepy because I don't think it was reality TV. I think it was just like CT- CCTV where she was show? like security cameras. Big Brother. Is that the one where yeah. you can like watch it live? I never mm-hmm. watched that, but. It's creepy. Yeah. Odd. That creepy face, Cal's face that would show oh, up yeah. everywhere in the the rock in the courtyard. And oh, my God, that rock. <laughs> oh, my God. So from far away, that CG looked so good. And then you got up close and it looked so bad. I thought the it was. The, wasn't it the wrong. opposite from far yep. away? No, it was from it was. You, you're right. It was from far away. Which is weird because you're like from far away. It looks bad. But then you get closer and it's. Yeah, they had an angle from the side that looked really good, and then they would shoot him flat on, and it looked terrible. Speaking of the guy who played Cal, a couple things. One, he was the worst actor in this movie. So It was so funny watching him try to he, be dramatic. He was trying. He was really trying. But what's really cute is that after, like, 18 years, he and Kimberly J. Brown, who plays Marnie, are dating. That's so Which cute. is precious. It's so precious. And... I was hoping he would be better, but he was, it's not like he was the worst performer I've ever seen. But when you throw him into a mix of characters who had been there in the first movie already, it's just, you gotta. Yeah, and most of them were very, very good. Yeah, you gotta live up to it, and he didn't, (laughs) unfortunately. It's like, you're up against some tough competition there, bud. I like that they called, that Aggie called Gort a junk magnet. (laughs) Junk magnet. Oh, when Cal was trying to go to Halloween Town, not go to it, but to remove the bus stop he was saying a spell and his lip flaps were wrong which means that he was mouthing really wrong words where they were like super off from what he was saying and i was like what is happening yeah maybe he couldn't memorize it so he had to mouth it and then read it and voice it over i don't know i don't know what that was but i have written down Someone said, you're turning gray. And then they responded, everyone's doing it. I can't remember who said that, but it's just like, oh. I think it was Astrid. Oh, yeah. I think it was that one. Oh, yeah, everyone's turning gray, so I'm going to do it, too. Yeah. That was funny. Um, I have Grandma Aggie saying, iron buns. Oh, yeah, because was it Sophie who figured no, out? It was um, a Marnie who figured out. Dylan's, Dylan's password screen, for something it, and was yeah, blackmailing pa- him. Iron butts, and then and then uh, Aggie has the 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 headphone in her hand, and she just yeah. whispers into it. She goes iron buns, <laughs> which was very funny. Oh, Debbie very Reynolds saying iron buns is just hilarious. Uh, I have written down maybe it's lost, and then smile. So someone said maybe it's lost, and then smiled, and I think it was Aggie. I think it was when they were looking for the other book. Oh yeah, because she she realized it would be at Gort's house, but. Marnie yeah. and Luke were both like, that's not a good thing if it's lost. But she's like, ooh, it's it's great. It's We know where it is if it's lost. Yeah. Another thing I have is when they get to Gort's house after he's been changed into the gray, he has a bunch of books and they're looking through them. And one of them is called Dusting for Fun and Profit, <laughs> so which funny. is fantastic. That's a really great ad. Uh, but then while they're at that house, there's a fire in the fireplace that has Cal's face in it. And oh, let me tell you, Cal's face doesn't look good. <laughs> all the Cal, all the Cal faces looked awful. I only have one more thing. No, I have two more things. Let's see. I have, oh, when the fly with um Alex, when they put a fly in front of mm-hmm. him to prove that he's not a human and that he's actually mm-hmm. a frog and he's going to eat this fly. And then the tongue comes out. Oh, right. <laughs> 
That looked pretty good, though, didn't it? It it looked good. It was just, like... It was just weird. It was weird. Yeah. So I have two things. Uh, My second to last one is the guy at the party's expression. And I very vividly remember this because I thought it was the best part of the movie. So there's all this stuff happening at the party. And I think it's right after everyone gets changed back and they're all trying to figure out what's going on. Or maybe it's before that. But they zoom in on this guy and he's just looking at the at what's happening. And then he just looks to the side like he's so confused. And it was so funny. <laughs> it was so funny. It was just one of those things where you're just like, uh, what? <laughs> you know what else so is funny, funny from the party when they're counting down? to midnight and they start at oh 60 God, and they're just like God. 60 59, 59 58, 58 and they just keep counting down from 60 it's like who counts down from 60 well maybe no. some people do on new year's eve also but, but why on halloween <laughs> who counts down from midnight we're counting down halloween. to the time we're going to be permanent monsters but we don't know it we're counting down from the time when halloween ends yeah the boy the boy band songs that they put in there they have this a couple of songs in the movie that just sound like Backstreet Boys or NSYNC oh God, boy band do. songs. It's just... was you, were you going to talk about the ending song? Because that was that was the one. No, uh, you can... that was the one. That... That's another yeah, boy so band song, but you can do your impression of it if you would like. I don't remember it very well, but I know it was something that was like, Spooks and ghosts are coming out. It's Halloween. It's Halloween. Halloween. Going down to Halloween town where there is a pumpkin. I don't know. Uh, I, I found I missed one and it's the most important thing I have written down. And that is the seahorse costume. <laughs> Kira's favorite costume. Wait, we didn't get to see anyone turn into a seahorse in the end, and I'm no, kind of disappointed. Baloney. <laughs> um. So they're at the. St- they're still at the party at their house, and there's all these kids gathering around to see Aggie and Sophie do some magic. And there's a kid in this gold shimmery seahorse costume and it's so good and i want it so badly <laughs> i would go as a seahorse for every halloween if i had that costume we gotta find your oh seahorse costume for well i guess next year's halloween at this point since i want to see kigurumi i want to see horse kigurumi which is basically just like a big baggy onesie oh, and i've got right so now fun. i have two i think i only have i have a stitch one and i have a wario one and I just Which want we wore on Christmas them. last, so, oh, not on Christmas, but was that Christmas Eve that we were at your house last year? Or was that a couple days so. before? No, I think it was Christmas Eve. Yeah. Because my family, my family for Christmas, we open our presents to each other on Christmas Eve. And then when I was a kid, we would go and, and, and when I was a kid, we would just do Santa on Christmas Day. And then we would go down to my dad's family's uh houses in illinois and do exchanges there but now that i'm adult we don't do santa anymore we do like a scavenger hunt which is a really really new thing um that's all i have (laughs) that's all i have too next week we're watching the scream team and i'm so (laughs) excited because i say this all the time but i've been wanting to rewatch the scream team for years and i used to watch it all the time it's interesting the ones that you the halloween ones that you've seen and that i've seen because i feel like i've seen most of the halloween ones except for scream team and don't look under the bed which are the two that you the ones yeah (laughs) which is weird because i love the disney or the decom halloween movies but i'm excited to watch one i haven't seen yet I'm so excited. I watched this so much for like five years straight. Is this one that's kind of spookier or is it just a fun Halloween one? I don't remember. I'm going we'll to look at the blurb. I'm allowed to look at the blurb because I'm the one that reads it before you do. So nobody at me. Uh, I mean, it's it's a little spooky. It's about it's it's about I don't want to tell you anything about what it's about. OK, you don't have to. I don't remember it being I remember it being fun spooky though so i think it'll be i don't know how good it's gonna be i can't say anything about that but <laughs> it's rated pg all right well so there's on that. track with the rest of the halloween ones except for halloween town high <laughs> i don't know if return i'm gonna look and see if return, i'm gonna look and see if return to halloween town is uh pg it is so only halloween town high is g weird It'll be interesting to see, like, when we watch it, if it feels different from the other ones or not. Yeah. Hmm. Why? Why did they just continue with the Marnie story for Halloween Town? Why not just make a new thing? It's so dumb. I'm sorry. I'm going <laughs> to return to Halloween Town is going to be a nightmare to watch. Yeah. 
Um, okay, anyway, what's the what's the decom mission for this week? Um gosh, I didn't even think of anything for this one. Um pair I'm your socks. To... <laughs> yeah. If you find all your yet, socks, pair them all up. Match them. Be like Gort and Aggie and pair up your socks. <laughs> it's exciting. It's a fun grand time. Find your socks. If there's any that don't have a pair, pair them up with something. You can do it. I believe in you. Coming from me who always has to have their socks as pairs I all the time already socks. anyway. <laughs> I haven't worn socks in months. Really? Because I don't I go outside. I just wear my day. Toms. I have my I regular socks that I wear to work and then I put on my fuzzy socks at, when I get home it's from work. It's too hot. So it's nice and cozy here. California. <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 I don't like socks. Uh, I don't. That's not true. I don't want to say I don't like socks. My feet get really hot and get really claustrophobic. <laughs> that's only like, me. I can't sleep that's in only socks. me in bed. Oh yeah, sleeping in. Yeah. You know what's weird though is that lately I've been able to sleep in like the big fuzzy socks if I'm cold enough, and that's really cozy. But if it's like the tighter athletic socks, can't deal. I can't do it. I don't know what it is, but it gives me such anxiety, and it's given me that kind of anxiety since I was a kid. Yeah. Usually I can't stand it. And sometimes if I do wear the fuzzy socks to bed, if I'm like really cold and I have to wear them just to fall asleep, Mm because if my feet are cold, I can't fall asleep. Anyway, in the middle of the night, I'll take them off because I get too hot. Yeah. It's weird. I start off so cold when I go to bed and then I get so warm. It's such a struggle. It's the worst. (laughs) First world problems. The worst problem. (laughs) All right, everybody. See you next week for the Scream Team. Bye. Bye. Bye.